0: What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in this bitch about to recap what a crazy week 15 of the NFL it was. And, I mean, we had Thursday night blowout, Saturday games throughout the whole day, Sunday, and all the way to the Monday night football upset, which uh kind of in a lot of people's minds right now. But, I mean, as always, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your thoughts on week 15. If your team won, let us hear it down in the comments. And if your team lost, let us hear why. Is it the refs? Is it is it your players? We gotta know. But I'm Paul. Pick them and I'm joined with.
1: Hey man, you already know it's your boy Kev water boy Savoy, fresh off of some camera difficulties. But hey man, fuck week fifteen, fuck week fourteen, fuck any week that the Falcons fucking lost. Sorry. Paul, I was so upset this fucking week. But it's another great week of football. It's fun. We got football Friday. We got football Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Great football on fucking Monday. So, like, you can't be too mad, but it was like, damn, there goes my fucking season.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, overall, we did pretty good. You went 11 and 5. I went 12 and 4, which means I won this week, but overall, you've been, you, you won every, I, this is my only, my third week one. So, it's,
1: this is the fucking Eagles' fault, man. we're not going to get into that.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit. We'll get into that a little bit, but as y'all know, I dogged up them Seahawks. They came through. I almost dogged up the Texans. If you're listening, I gave out two free dogs right there. Um, And then Kev had the Cowboys. We are getting to the ass whooping the Bills gave them. And then the locks, I went one and one. I took both the birds. Ravens came through. Falcons didn't. You took the Eagles, and you took the Browns. Browns came through. Eagles didn't. But overall, how did you like the week, Kev?
1: I mean, it was a, it was another astonishing week. I think the way the weeks go is that every every week has a different um a different verb for what the fuck went down. I think this week was astonishing. That Bears versus Browns game was crazy. Eagles versus Seahawks was crazy. The Bills whooping the fuck out of Cowboys. Nobody saw that coming. 49ers making all types of crazy-ass plays. Studio's War Pick Six, you know we love those. Chiefs so it was
0: very- low-key a ball game before, like it wasn't. Like that shit was interest and very interesting like third quarter.
1: But, So like, it was very much um it was a good week, but damn my Falcons fucked up. That shit is crazy. Damn we fucked up that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like Usually, I don't trip about losses. I think when wins and losses happen all the time. It's only an L if you don't learn from it. Nah, we fucked it. We fucked up. Like we really, really, really fucked up. We could have snuck in and really made some shit happen, but we fucked up this week. I ain't gonna lie.
0: And uh, we start off with that game because seven to nine, lowest scoring game of the slate. Panthers get their second win on the season. Two and twelve. Uh, Falcons fall to six and eight. Now they're pretty solid behind the Saints and the Bucks, who are both seven and seven right now. Man, man. I had I I thought about it in the shower, Kev. I I think Desmond Riddler is some a quarterback that if you watch him at TV from the TV, you're sitting there and you try to give him all the excuses type shit. Like you're sitting there like, man, it's not all his fault. It's this and that. All this is going on. It's raining. The team isn't all that good. But I have a feeling if you if you actually go to the Falcons games and shit, like if you're sitting in the stands and you're watching him and he fucks up like the what he does, like I feel like you hate him if you're there live. But if you're at TV, you kind of build him like, oh, it's not too big of a deal. But oh. if you ever watch that man live, you're probably gonna be burning. Like you're ripping your jersey off your chest during his when he fucks up. Like that's how I started thinking about it. I'm like, if you watch him in live, you probably say, like, Fuck it, I need a new quarterback immediately.
1: Like, literally, I, I, this explains everything, man. See, Paul put this in the group chat earlier. And then I was looking at the fit, man. Nigga says, sweatpants with low top 12. Get this nigga off my fucking team. And I was just like, I, I see exactly what you mean now. But now I can see because, like, you want to make so many excuses for Brody. But I remember a graphic came up, and it was like, he has 17 turnovers and 15 touchdowns.
0: Yeah, because people only look at the interception numbers, but you start adding in the fumbles
1: too, and they always do it in the most inopportune times. And you can I add the safeties as a turnover too. Me personally, multiple so would,
0: multiple weeks of safeties, yeah, That's like a crazy thing. There's
1: probably been like three safeties this season minimum. Like, so I even add those in as um, I'd even add those in. So it's. What it is, it is what it is. We're a promising team. Now the questions went from as Arthur Smith won't get fired as long as there wasn't um anything catastrophic happening. And it's like, oh, we just lost to the one in 15 Panthers. And it's like, oh, that was kind of catastrophic. So now everything's hot. Like any calmness or coolness we had going into the last week is gone. Now we really gotta fight for our lives. We gotta fight for our right to party right now.
0: Yeah, but that's like you're sitting there, and like people are trying to come for Arthur Smith's head, and then you you come in and it's like, nah, bro, like,
1: yeah, just yeah, what's, yeah, what's just, going yeah.
0: on? And then sudden you like you say something like, oh, oh, uh, blah blah, you know, you try to give him an excuse, could be some random shit like, oh, well, blah, blah blah was sick, and then they fire back, you thinking you're right, trying to defend him, and then they're like, he wasn't even sick, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, like, never mind, like. Continue going after him. Like, then you have to sit back like, fuck, I try, I try to stand up for you, big dog. But I was fed the wrong information.
1: It's because he does cool shit. Like, he turned Kyle Pitts into some robot, some, some 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 like, android sideboard type motherfucker that can do anything and stand out wide first year. He turned Tyler Algier into a 1,000-yard running back. And this year, uh, he turned Cordero Patterson into a Swiss Army knife that can play at all, all positions of the ball except throw that motherfucker. Like, he pretty much – he does some cool shit. He was able to win games off of running. In the beginning, he was able to win games off of rushing the ball and playing good defense. He does so much cool shit, and he has promising game plans and things. We just don't win games. And we can't. if we do win games, we can't stack wins. So that's where everybody's
0: frustrations come from,
1: but we'll see what the fuck happens. I'm a firm believer that you can't fire somebody unless you have unless you already have somebody else. They're talking Depends about Kirby
0: Smart come. from Georgia.
1: You see, now that's what we fucked up. Like, how many times does that work? But um, but um, we'll see what happens. But I don't want to talk too much about my fuckings. I just know that we could have been eight and six right now, but instead we're six and eight.
0: Well then from his team to my team we're kind of jumping around the, the block here but from my team was on the opposite spectrum 30 o the motherfucking jets 30 o they ass <laughs> and exactly how on the pregame show I I was hoping it would go I was like I hope Tyreek's not going to play and I hope Tua and Waddle and company go out there and dominate and ball and exactly that's exactly what happened like uh the the the, the thing that I think encompassed the whole game perfectly was it was a third down and something and quentin williams gets the sack on tua and quentin williams gets up and does the waddle celebration after getting the sack we punt the ball our defense stops they ass out we get the ball back very first place 60 fucking 65 yard touchdown to Jalen waddle and it was like that that to me was like the jets made one little stop on it we were already up by like 10-0 they made that one little stop they start trying to do a little mocking us celebration. You know we did? We fucking sparked their ass right back. And then that's why I think we didn't take the gas off the pedal until the like late fourth quarter.
1: Did, did you see the owner the owner after that play when the owner did it? She was and I do she is in it. I don't do it. it yeah,
0: clean with it. <laughs> all ages are welcome to waddle. But all in all, like great game overall I know it's the Jets and everyone's gonna try to downplay this win. But like this is the same Jets defense that Beat like single-handedly almost beat the Eagles. Like their defense doesn't allow anyone to really dominate. So for us to dominate without Tyreek showed, I was like, okay, we're we're right where we need to be. And I don't know if you saw Tua after the touchdown. He basically he 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 did the little thing like keep talking, like, like keep talking that stuff about me. Like and I was like, oh, why would Tua gonna, like talking shit? Yeah,
1: it's so funny that you like were like so like. I remember when we first started this podcast, and he used to tell me how hard people hated on Tua, and I'd be like, Paul, who the fuck cares about the Dolphins? And, like, now I'm looking like, oh, damn, this nigga Paul was right.
0: <laughs> Any time they could bring – and it's like – they can never – it's always backhanded compliments. it will be like, yeah, they have a very great offense now that Tyreek's there. Like it's a, it's a backhanded compliment. It's like you're, you're giving us a compliment but smacking us in the mouth at the same time. You're, you're making it sound like the, the only one, there's only one hit.
1: Yeah, and that, and lastly, I will say that asshole that y'all gave them, there's no more, if you notice, there's no more Aaron Rodgers playing in the season. There's no more talks like that
0: after what y'all just did to them. Aaron
1: Rodgers got medically cleared to play on Monday. but like, oh, pff, there's no They're no eliminated.
0: Coming. Yeah, they're statistically eliminated from the playoffs now. So I think all that all that hope is dead and gone and, and somewhere in South Beach.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, congratulations, man. That drug money is working.
0: And then let's start off with the Thursday game. We got our games out of the way. Let's start off Thursday night because this was, this was, bad. oh my God. I haven't seen something like this since the Broncos came to South Beach. But the Raiders dominating 63 to 21 over the Chargers on all, all sides of the ball. They dominated.
1: They didn't score to 21 to like, what, the fourth quarter type of shit? Like, I swear it was like 6 – it was like 50, 49-0 at one It point. was
0: 49-0 until Palmer caught that 80-yard catch touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the rest of their points came into fourth. Big garbage – all garbage time, right? This game this game was over. <laughs> and this is exactly what I said. I We both took the Raiders, and exactly, like, the Chargers – like, how could you tell us this Chargers team is going to be motivated – at any aspect, if now their season's basically over and then Herbert's done, and that's what I think. That team didn't look like they wanted to play football, but,
1: but these said uh, the fire of Brandon Staley before he got fired, but fire of Brandon Staley is not enough. Somebody gotta shoot his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Service said, you know, they should fire Brandon Staley at halftime,
0: yeah, they should have. <laughs> they really should have, bro. Like how they be benching quarterbacks at halftime, right? They should have. They should have been like Kellen Moore's taking over as head coach for the rest of this game.
1: Oh my god! And what was the GM name? Like Tom Palacero or some shit like that. Yep, got him up out of there. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. This this was terrible. Well, I will say, the Raiders are. I respect them so much on their resilience because you got to remember the team scored zero points last week, the week before. So you have to respect them for the resilience, and this team's always been a team that if they have um, the right leaders in there, they can get up and win games. Because we saw that a couple of years ago with Rick Basach and Derek Carr and all of them, and now we're seeing it right now: Antonio Pierce, Nate Okano, and Devonte Adams, and like Devonte Adams and the GM are we having like touching moments? So like you always have to really, you just have to love this Raiders teams because they just they figure it out. They're like the Lions, except the Lions. Can the Lions have figured it out, and they know how to get the new look. The Raiders are just always going to be the Raiders.
0: Yep, yeah, and I, uh, I won't be shocked sure. the way early prediction, but the, the Panthers don't have a first round pick this year. So like, he's not oh. even like they gave it to the Bears. So the Bears have like a top ten pick and arguably the number one pick going into this draft.
1: Wow.
0: So and all this talent that's coming out of it. So if people oh, get a new quarterback. I'm saying it because Jimmy G's on this contract. If I think Jimmy G might be the Panthers uh, quarterback, not to start next season. I think they'll start it with Bryce Young again. But I think by like week four, it's going to get real hot if Bryce Young hasn't taken that next step yet. And it's going to be like, okay, go trade. Just like how they're doing to him. Like, we'll we'll trade for Jimmy G. We'll trade for Deshaun Watson. We'll trade for that. I think it's going to be strong ties to Jimmy G going up to the uh, Panthers.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. But we'll see what goes now. um, And shout-out, homie, for that one-handed pick six. That shit was crazy.
0: Yeah. uh, The Chargers put me in a weird spot, though, because they fired Staley, and we usually like to pick them the week after a a coach firing, especially if they don't fuck with the coach. But – I don't know if I can bet on this Chargers team move for that. <laughs> no way. No way.
1: And it was crazy to me that I feel like they could have scored the seventy and matched you guys for like the season total. But I really think they said, nah, y'all got that.
0: Yeah, we got that. A hey, primetime game, though. Raiders record, too. Nice. I respect it. Uh, Saturday night football kind of was a, a, a blur. That shit was going on and on. It had fights going on, boxing, USC. Yeah, football. It was a whole lot going galore. on yeah better is galore bro
1: yeah and I fucking woke up and I woke up that morning and I fucking got toasted watched fucking um watch fucking cartoon I had my cartoon in the cereal. I was watching the Flashpoint Paradox, crazy movie but um there was just so much going on like football came on then the prelims came on then the boxing card came on. And I'm watching the highlights from the Jake Paul card the last night. It was crazy. But I will say the only game that was really good was that first game with the Bengals.
0: That's the yeah, that's the one I'm gonna talk first. Is the Bengals Vikings overtime thriller where Jake Browning does that shit again. Does that shit again, slams helmet on the ground, payback for when they cut his ass back in the day, the Vikings did And even more telling Lamar Chase got hurt and didn't return to the game and they're down seventeen to three going into the fourth quarter, and that didn't even matter. But it was like, all right. T Higgins' time. Let's get it.
1: Got yeah, to respect it, man. I mean, we're believing really more, which is crazy that they had Jake Browning on the bench and they st- and they really played Joe Burrow through injury. So, like, we see it. I wasn't expecting. The, um, I was not expecting the Bengals to win this game, but they really fucked them up. Damn. I think I. I think I picked the Bengals, but I wasn't expecting them to win this game for real. Yeah,
0: and now they're eight and six. This is crazy, bro. Like I don't even know what kind of story is going to happen if they really do make a push. Like it's going to be some crazy. Like you're not going to bench Burrow, but it's going to be like who wants Browning? Like Browning's going to be the hottest name in the market.
1: Hell uh, yeah, and then you should probably get like something crazy, like a probably a high pick, or even um, yeah, you could probably get a pick. And you never
0: know. forget the Eagles. Nick Foles, when Carson Wentz was the MVP, MV like leading MVP candidate when he gets hurt, and Nick Foles takes over that team and they do to their run like can it's not something you can just count out anymore.
1: Listen, and then that speaks on Zach Taylor because consistently they figure it out.
0: Yeah, but then uh the next game the both both these next games were ass open, but Colts beating the Steelers, thirty to thirteen. Again, the, the the offense is terrible. No kidding. Oh, the, terrible. Oh, that-
1: I can't wait to watch. I can't wait till um, at the end of the season and we just look up how many um how many times the Steelers scored more than twenty points.
0: <laughs> and uh, did you see George Pickens whenever the block or the block he did, or uh on the goal line? Like it would have been the nah. if he would have actually blocked. Literally, I'm George Pickens, right? Hi. Just looks over. Just puts out one hand, doesn't even shove this, like, that kind of just like touches his shirt, watches the guy running basically into the guy he's supposed to be blocking.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. They ended up set up for a field goal type shit.
0: Yeah. And this is the, the same George Pickens that walked off the field when Deontay Johnson returned from injury, scored his first touchdown, and he just he didn't go over to celebrate. He just walked off the field. Same George Pickens on Instagram, deleting all Steelers' pictures back a couple weeks ago. Like, he's just been – Tomlin don't – I mean, you saw what he did with Juju because he was too happy on the Steelers. were doing TikToks of joy. And then <laughs> you got you got Donald Clean over here who hasn't even, like – at least Juju had a 1,000-yard season when he's doing shit. All like, right.
1: But Juju also had Big Ben and Antonio Brown was on
0: the other side. This was, big, brother, this was Big Ben throwing shit. This was Big Ben getting sacked by Dirt. Like, this but just... that
1: first year, they had, like, the don't thing that was missing was Le'Veon because Le'Veon had just... Yeah, he, he was...
0: A.B. was there helping sure that he can get, get eat off. I don't know they, me wrong, but, like... Had,
1: they had James Conner, young James Conner eating. Martavius Bryant.
0: But, hey, no, but people are watching film, too. Coaches watch this film, and they're seeing shit like that. That's not gonna... Like, remember Chase Claypool? First season of the Steelers. Everyone loved him. And then, no one wanted him. He went for, like, a fifth rounder to come join the Dolphins. like... Facts, facts,
1: and then even the Bears didn't
0: want to, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, George Pickens' is, his stock is this, does that drama? And he, there's a reason why he fell in the draft because he has off field issues going into the draft. And then this doesn't, doesn't help, that's all I'm saying.
1: No, not at all. I could see him being like a third string, um, quarterback on a uh, third string receiver on the Cowboys for some reason, like, just a dude, a deep bet, he's gonna end up being a deep bet. Because just like he just doesn't he just it's gonna to be tough for him to get that mesh for the team. But I don't know. We'll see. I think the Steelers just got a lot of figuring out to do right now. They need a quarterback. Big um that's a little I think um the Steelers um in-house, the Steelers front office is a little upset with Big Ben right now for what he said about the um about how the Steelers coach is what it is and he's not um and they don't have that leader on offense like camp like they do on defense to kind of tell him like, yo, this is the Steelers football. And um coach true though.
0: those are true that's true.
1: But I think Coach Chuck Bogano made the best point because you know he come from a coaching mindset. It was like, yeah, I could see it's cool to all um, make sure you speak out and then if you see something, say something type shit and you felt that that's cool, Big Ben. But also that like you could also come in here and be like that person that says something like you at least like the lights of fire or like shows like the lost people like what the fuck's going on like it's everybody and they he made the point that there's like 20,000 people in the, there's um 20,000 people minimum in the um in the stadium right probably like maybe closer to 30 or something and there's the millions of people walk there's the hundreds of thousands of people watching on tv Everybody thinks, and everybody thinks they, they have some sort of way to um, make it. They have some type of strategy for us to win the game. Everybody's has their own opinion. Like, nigga, you just, you just, you what just, allow. Really? Yeah, you feel me? Like, you could come in this bitch and we could be like close around and stuff like that. Still be, I understand you're retired and you're trying to live your family life. But, like, you could be a voice in this locker room or a voice of reason for the team if you wanted to be. Not just like saying a shit on your podcast,
0: yeah, no, it's true they both but they both make solid points, I would say because I think hey, it's like a young team especially a young offensive team where it's kind of hard to have like a real leader like Deontay Johnson I think is the biggest bet on that squad like that has that has like a, a leadership role, oh yeah,
1: but yeah I'm yeah. But let's get it, man. We can't talk Steelers on game. Yeah. All game.
0: Next one, uh, Lions dominate Broncos 42-17. Got those five touchdowns in the the ass-whooping they gave the Broncos. I took the Broncos because I said I'm, I'm done with the Lions right now. You stuck with them for one more week. It definitely paid off in your favor. But, yeah, I mean, they look like, a, they look like the team from five weeks ago. They're kind of hard to kind of pinpoint.
1: I think those are the two teams that I'm actually really good at picking and not picking. Because um, usually I would have I told you, because I remember telling you, like, yo, I got steak in Bronco County. You feel me? What? We're going to go with my Lions this week. But that's what it was. I think the Lions, um, I saw a meme where it was, like, the Steelers. You, you ever see the dude on the bus and then there's, like, the one person crying? Happy, the- one man is oh, had. Yeah. So, like, it's the Eagles at 10 and 4 crying sad versus the Lions at 10 and 4. happy. Happy, 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 go lucky, and really, and really excited to be here. Type shit, like that's the Lions that's coming to the dance. So as long as the Lions just continue with the energy that they have, they don't turn the ball over, and they just play compelling defense. This team is going to be a force in the playoffs. So these next few games, I just want to see them continuing to just look, continuing to just we have high energy and be explosive. Because if they can bring that energy into the playoffs. That's the Lions team we want to see. The Lions team we have seen these last couple of weeks. We don't want to. We we want to, we can't have those performances in the playoffs. But if this team comes out like this, they'll do it. Cause now we forget about the Jared Goof. We we forget. we forgot about it that fast.
0: Yeah, and it all comes down to you said it turnovers. You don't turn over the ball. And this is the Lions that for throughout the early weeks in this game, they just didn't turn over the ball and they their offense kept rolling. Versus when they do look bad, it's it's all due to those turnovers. You're just putting yourself in bad positions. Hell, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: show up the lines, man. But, well, yeah, that's Saturday football for you.
0: Yep. And then down to Sunday slate. Uh, First one we're going to talk about is the overtime game. Titans losing to the Texans. No C.J. Stroud, no problem. They go out there with backup Case Keenum. Case Keenum threw a touchdown, and I think it was, like, his first touchdown thrown since, like, 2018 or something. It was some crazy stat line. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in some years. And I'm not going to lie, at one point I thought the Titans were going to win it, uh, but then eventually the Texans found their rhythm, and their defense, I think, is the key. I think Derrick Henry was, like, the first player in the news since 2000 to get fifth, like total, to, total touches in less than 15 scrimmage yards.
1: This game made me so upset. I couldn't even remember who I picked in this game. I remember just watching this game like why the fuck are the Titans fucking this up? Y'all, this is a game that's to be in y'all bag. But motherfucking (sighs) I think it was a it was literally the Texans defense. They got explosive, they got lit, they got loud. And they made it happen because I remember. Because I remember every time we bring up this name on the podcast, I go, "Case Keenum." Because like, how the fuck does he come in and win games? And anytime there's been a few times he's come in and handled this, I forgot. I think he played for the Cowboys before this. But,
0: um, he the Vikings.
1: Yeah, like this motherfucker if you come. Y'all forget when he took the um, Vikings to the fucking NFC Championship and shit like that. Like, Case Keenum is just a. a Interesting motherfucker. I just don't understand. How the fuck did the Titans blow this?
0: Uh, I'm t- but they blew Derrick Henry up every fucking time he touched that ball. Like They had a mission. And someone pointed out, I forgot to, uh, to uh, think of this, was the Titans pulled up in their Houston Oilers uniform. So, they did a throw <laughs> the, the Houston Oilers <laughs> uniform, and the Houston Texans are kind of pissed they can't use it because it's in Houston, but technically the franchise is the Titans uh, franchise. So, I think that adds a little a extra a extra incentive. Like, it's a little bit more of a fire on them boys. That's bulletin board
1: material right there. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, and you did end up taking the Titans. This was the game where you were stuck in between both, and then you're like, well, I'm going to just go with the favorite because games where I'm stuck in between, if I lean towards the favorite, I typically have a win more. So, uh, but you should have rolled the dog with me. a bull.
1: I also was not trusting Case Keenum. Like, it's, I'm not trusting Will Levis, but I'm definitely not trusting Case Keenum either. See,
0: at the time of picking, we, we were under the assumption Davis Mills was going to start. And then it came uh... out they were going to go with Case Keenum, even though Davis Mills was starter for all the years just because they wanted to have a different like someone else out there type shit. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. That's what it was.
0: But then our next game, this game was kind of fun. It was a roller coaster of emotions for some teams, but the Packers losing in Lambeau 34 to 20, Baker Mayfield first ever visiting quarterback to put up a perfect passer rating in Lambeau field. That's a crazy thing to think about. Like Lambeau's had so many visiting quarterbacks and Baker Mayfield it's the only one that ever put up a perfect passer rating in there. 381, four touchdowns. And every time the, late in the game, every time the Packers would score, and you would feel like, okay, like 20 to 17 now, it's a week. Just gotta make a stop. Banker Mayfield drives that bitch all the way down, scores a touchdown. And then they, fourth quarter, they kick the field goal, bring it within a touchdown. We just need to get a stop. Banker Mayfield, 52 yard fucking touchdown to David Moore out of all people. You weren't expecting that one. Chris Godwin, 150 yards. Mike Evans scoring another touchdown on the season. Like, this was a this was a good Bucs team. I, I wanted to text you. Like, I hate to say it, but the, this might be the best team in your division.
1: I mean, they he torched them. I'll give them that. I mean, they're hot. They won three games in a row. One of them was against my Falcons. I respect it. Um. I respect it. I respect it. It's pretty you know, upsetting. But he tortured. him. He did his thing. My biggest thing was um the fact that Baker Mayfield, there's like underlying stuff that happened with this game. Because do you remember his last trip to Lambo was with the Browns on Christmas? And remember, I was in L.A. And um, he threw four interceptions. And I remember mm-hmm. we were making a joke because we were like, yeah, but he's a gift I kept on giving. Or like yeah. Santa's, Santa's little helper. So for him to come in this bitch again with a different team, Four touchdowns, he lit and boys all the way up. Yeah, that's that's a flex.
0: They said it was his third time playing in Lambeau on December. First time was with the Browns, second time was when he filled in for the Rams towards the end of the season last year, and they lost in Lambeau. And then this one with the Bucks, he ends up doing something magical.
1: Respect it, but yeah, they look good, they have a commanding lead at. it's it's only a one game lead, but they have a commanding lead for first right now in the
0: NFC. Oh no, sell. they they tied with the next team. We're about to talk about the Saints oh. beating the Giants twenty four to six. We didn't get the Tommy DeVito magic. We both kind of knew the Saints was going to win this one. Uh, but I mean, it was they were, I think they said three weeks in a row, Jimmy G has caught a touchdown. Like, that shit should not be happening in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that
1: shit is crazy. That's ain't like, no. Something's, fucked, something's going wrong right now in the NFL. But um this game was interesting just off the face of like we said like yo I think the Saints should be, be beat up on the fucking um Giants. Like but it, it sounds so good until it happens, until the game comes and you see Tommy DeVito pull out some fucking shit out of his bag. But I just think the Saints kept them at bay. They did a good job of holding it down and then they won this game outright.
0: Yeah, no real spec. I mean, defense, spectacular. And then one of them, the def- one of the linemen got a sack. And after sacking, DeVito did this nah, camera. Yeah, the ball. It got- <laughs> And uh, that was to me the highlight of the game, to be honest. But yeah, um, Carr, three touchdowns, leads them boys to victory. Carr, look, I- again, I- they don't have it, but they need to have like like a most willing to die award. And I th- I think Derek Carr is the- my pick for this year's person who was like willing to die on the field before he gets off that motherfucker.
1: Don't worry. We're gonna have our NFL awards show.
0: And then our next one, this was your lock. And it was a heater. It was a close game, all game. 20 to 17. Browns beating Bears. I also was on the Browns, but I didn't lock him up. How did you feel, Kev?
1: This is one of those games I forgot who I picked, but I just was, like, watching it, like, yo, Browns, do not
0: fuck this up. Do not fuck this up. Do
1: not fuck this up. Do not fuck this up. So when they when they drove that bitch down and they got the um, guy in the field goal range, I was so lit. You <laughs> was living? But, like, here's the thing, though. Motherfucking, oh, oh, man. Yeah, this game was bad. This game was a rollercoaster of emotions for me.
0: And Joe Flacco... 374, two touchdowns, three interceptions. At one point, it was like three interceptions, no touchdowns. It was looking kind of rough.
1: Facts. There was one off interception. It was so bad because, like, Jit was open. It was in the red zone. Oh, man. I can't forget who it was. Possibly in the joke. And it, Jit was open, but he threw it too late. Even the announcer said, Oh, you got him. He threw it like a half second too late. Let's take that bitch back. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, uh, uh, then there was the 45 yard interception return that 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 one wasn't good like touchdown pick six like I it was 17 seven going into the fourth quarter Bears winning and at that point I thought the game was over like just because the way yes. was playing but then the fourth quarter sparked something in that boy Joe Flauco. and Amari Cooper down the sideline for like 50 yard touchdown where he just cuts up and he's no one's yes. there uh. Then he did the a game-winning drive. Like, he's hitting, like, fucking – This a little like prime Joe Flacco. He's hitting, like, 15-yard throws, 20-yard throws. Like, no timeouts necessary because they're getting out of bounds. I'm just like, yo. <laughs> this is why when I picked him, I said, I'm going to ride with Joe Flacco until the fucking wheels fall off. And and it was a fun ride. That was a good roller coaster.
1: I respect him, man. So, yeah, me personally, I'm going to get off that shit. But I will say – that it was a fun ride because um Joe Flacco pulled something out. I wanna say they said that was like his twenty sixth career um game winning um drive or some shit like that, or comeback drive type shit. So I respect it. It was fun it was a fun game, but boy, that was too close for comfort for me. I'm getting the fuck up out of that. And the fact that the run game wasn't there too much in that game this entire game, I was just like, oh yeah, this was scary.
0: Moving on to two and one with Joe Flacco. I can't read this. Imagine imagine a world 2023 with Joe Flacco as a starting quarterback for a playoff squad. We're, uh, talking, play, we're talking playoffs. We're talking about Joe Flacco starting quarterback for a team.
1: Playoff, playoff Joe Flacco is different. If he pulls that, that character back out, that mythical creature back out, that'd be something dangerous.
0: And I'm okay with watching my Browns not being in last place bets die. If I if it's Joe Flacco, the one burning them. They they yo Browns now? With Joe Flacco at the helmet, damn sure is. But saying, I know how you love Easter Sean Watson. See, when he's back on there, I'm 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 more I'm more I'm just I'm a Joe Flacco fan. I'm just following okay. one with
1: Flacco. I respect him. He was he was screaming He deserves his contract back in twenty eleven.
0: The boy got the what did he get? One of them. A lot. Yeah. Next game. We had the Chiefs beating the Patriots twenty seven seventeen, but we kinda of touched a little earlier when I said like it was a ball game, halftime fourteen ten. Uh and then the third quarter is when the Chiefs just ramped it up. Bailey Zapp throwing a costly interception in the third quarter to start off half two. Like it was the same thing of last week with the Patriots. They got all their scoring done early, and then their offense just completely fell apart in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, that's the best way to explain it. They came in, they looked like there was a competitive game for a little bit,
0: and then the Chiefs just left them. Yeah, they just turned the little dusters on.
1: And then I will say that the Chiefs didn't look fucking phenomenal in this game. They still had, like, the same mistakes. Kadarius, Tony, dropped, turned to an interception. Like, they still have the same mistakes, but just the Patriots just aren't there right now.
0: And... He has two interceptions on the paper, but there was a third one that got called back for a bullshit-ass defensive holding. Even the commentators were like, that's not... There's nothing there. Mm. Kelsey dropping that uh, touchdown, too? Like, they're just not looking like uh, the same.
1: Mm. You could call a Super Bowl hangover. You could call people having them figured out, or you could just call them that they just need... Um, a revamp when it comes to personnel, but they got to figure
0: it out. In our next game, the blowout, 45-29, 49ers beating the Cardinals. I mean, I told you to take the 11-and-a-half, and and it definitely covered. Brock Purdy throws four touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey scores three touchdowns, two over the air, one on the feet, and the case for CMC to be MVP is kind of growing again as the season comes to a close.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. And the touchdown when he caught it, like he was like leaning, he was going backwards and fell, and he got up and scored. On the manicast, he explained that like he would turned around because he thought he was gonna he was about to start jogging back because he thought Brock Purdy got sacked. So when he looks back and he sees the ball in the air, he just immediately starts tracking that bitch and catches that hook and gets up and scores. And I was just like, "Wow!" On the yeah, just the, the mental capacity and the instincts. You're just a different type of human. He works so fucking hard. He's a problem.
0: Yeah. And the only thing that anyone could ever say was the injury bug. But on the 49ers, he does not look like that's an issue at all.
1: I mean, we're going to knock on wood for sure. But like, he just looks like when he's playing the game of football, there's not too many better.
0: And then, um, Another loss for the Cardinals. They're still in the pick. They're in the hunt for the number one pick still.
1: Mm-hmm. I forget who else did there was another good play that I liked on the um, home. oh today's ward, the defense. That's what, that's what makes the 49ers so powerful. this back the offense is um the offense is good. Brock Prady's holding it down. I don't think he's a system quarterback. He's a quarterback that probably wouldn't look as great if he didn't have his mental weapons that he does, but he you hey, can't be mad at somebody for being blessed in this situation. And taking advantage of it, and the defense. There's so many different leaders, like the safety to their various wards. I'm gonna say that name so many times because, like, that pick six was so clean. But like, there's just so much, so many ways they can fuck you up. That like, this team is the number one team in the NFC, and it's gonna be like that going into the playoffs.
0: They're the pick six, and then he gets one later in the game as well. In the ending game with two interceptions, like, <laughs> there's no weakness right now. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, arguably the number one offense in the NFL since Week Twelve, since the bye of the Rams beating the Commanders twenty-eight to twenty, they're averaging like thirty something points a game right now, four hundred yards of offense a game. But they beat up on the Commanders at a certain point. I'm not sure if Sam Howell got hurt or if Sam Howell was just not playing I think he was not playing well but they ended up he's not he didn't finish the game. Jacoby Brissett came in and scored the two late game touchdowns to bring it to twenty to eight to twenty-eight. It was seven to twenty eight in the fourth quarter uh with like eight minutes left before Jacoby Brissett came in and cut it down.
1: I was like you know I I definitely didn't have a chance to um keep this game but like you know how I love Mr. Jacoby Brissett. What the fuck went down?
0: But like I said it was third quarter First off, uh, King, uh Kyron Williams, 152 rushing yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, 111 yards and a touchdown. Stafford, 258, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Puka, five catches, 50 yards. Like, Kyron Williams had two fumbles that he lost this game. But you wouldn't be able to guess that by, like, how great the – like, they put up 28, and they only had seven before the backup came in in the garbage time to uh, score two touchdowns. Like, they were they had turnovers, but when they, when they didn't turn over the ball, it led to touchdowns. And that's mm-hmm. – that, and their offense is kind of – their team kind of remind me of the Lions, where it's in that situation where, like, the only thing stopping you is turnovers. And the offense, since week 12, they're averaging, like, 30-something points a game. Like they, they only they only lost in that since that little span was the loss to the Ravens in overtime, where they still put up like 30, 31 points.
1: Yeah, 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 I could agree with that. So, we think the Rams is a playoff team.
0: They're seven and seven. They're in the playoffs. Uh. They, I mean, there's who do they have left on the schedule? They got the Saints on prime time on Thursday night coming up next week. Awesome. That's the
1: Yeah, they it's tied.
0: And then after that, like they, their next two games they have to win, in my opinion. They have to beat the Saints, otherwise they'll be below the Saints. And the, the they can't be below the Saints because y'all all tied for, for that last spot in the playoff race. And then you play the Giants. That's a you probably should win that game. But your last game of the year is the 49ers. Yeah,
1: it's, so you better go two
0: on one home. Yeah, you gotta win these next two. Maybe you luck out and the 49ers secured a number one seed in the NFC and, and they're playing backups for that last game. But you can't you can't rely on that.
1: Nobody blow your ass up. Ain't no such thing as a backup coach.
0: Yeah, Sam Darnold came in for the, the end of that 49ers game and he looked fucking good. He was like two for three for like 20 yards.
1: Yeah, that's it. They'll figure out a way to blow your ass up. I do want to see Kyron Williams getting Um, getting dubbed. Uh, yeah, I uh, mean, to grow.
0: fantasy football winner because he definitely wasn't drafted in almost no leagues. So, like, he was as a free agent pickup off the waiver wire that, that might carry your ass into the playoffs going into championship. Literally. Literally. And then the ass whooping at 4 o'clock, the Buffalo Bills beating the Cowboys. We both took the Cowboys here. And it and 31 to 10, it wasn't even a ball game, bro. Like it it was my dad even called me afterwards and I was like, bro, that's just fucking disgusting. That was just fucking like, you can't even call that a football game.
1: Uh, it happens. I mean they had like three different rushing touchdowns. They were running all over the place. James Cook 25 twelve twenty-five rushes for 179 yards and averaged 7.2 yards a carry. Josh Allen had eight rushes for twenty four yards. Atavis and Murray got in there, He's got um eleven rush, eleven yards, and a touchdown. Oh man, I mean they ran all over the boys. Josh Allen said that I feel like the kid that um joined that um came in for the group project. All he did was put his name on the group project and got an A.
0: Yeah, hey, but this is Josh Allen didn't make any mistakes, did he? Nope, and the Bills. Dominate.
1: I mean, I was say, yeah, I was say, he only he only threw that bitch fifteen times. Like if they go, up, what you telling me, saying that they need the Jimmy G to way into the playoffs?
0: Jimmy G, your way into the playoffs, bro. You just took on the number one offense in the league, and the oh, touch, yeah, but, their only touchdown came with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Facts. I mean, their
1: defense was solid this game, and the Cowboys have showing that if if they have to go to San Francisco to play a game in the playoffs. They're not looking in the same like they do at home. Like this team is not the same team on the road, and the Bills showed them, showed that shit.
0: Yeah, definitely did. And I was talking down on the Bills, but now I thought the Bills were dead, but they're showing that like they're they're adapting. Yeah, and like even
1: in the even in the preview where I said like yo, I would love to pick the Bills in this one. I think the Bills, out of all the teams that are doing, um. Doing well to end the season, the Bills are playing the best. They're beating the best names, and they're playing the most cohesive team ball. And they're doing whatever it takes to win every game. Versus not just doing the same thing, not just um redoing the same game plan hoping it works. Like we're seeing, that's not the case for the Eagles. So the way that the Bills have been playing these last few games, if they come in with this same momentum in the playoffs. They could turn into back into this AFC Championship team that we that we're known that we used to seeing.
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. AFC stacked, so they needed to get this win because now they're eight and six. If they're sitting at seven and seven right now, it's gonna they might they they still have to win out.
1: Yeah eight and six is a very, very comfortable thing. And they're and the Cowboys have a very tough schedule coming up, I believe.
0: Oh uh, let me see I they play yeah they got Dolphins, Christmas Day, they got the Lions and then the Commander. So, two two very tough teams.
1: Yeah, and then
0: the Bills have – They have us for the final week and Chargers and Patriots.
1: Yeah, so the Bills – There's a good chance the Bills can go 2-1 and, and hold that down. The Cowboys got to fight for their lives.
0: And Yeah, because – Well, not as hard because the Eagles lost also this week, which does save them. But yeah, they definitely can't afford another loss.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh but then our next game, primetime, Ravens beating Jaguars 23 to 7. Trevor Lawrence two fumbles in the game. Uh, two missed field goals in the red zone. Then they uh, t- uh, like fucking they had three red zone trips and scored nothing out all three of them. Uh that's hurtful. Yeah, Ravens put it on them defensively offensively did enough like this is in my opinion lamar's best rushing game it probably is statistically but i just know that was the first time i felt like i was seeing him like do lamar things uh rushing the ball even though he was leading leading all quarterbacks in rushing yards by like a wide margin i just felt like i wasn't seeing it like i saw the numbers but i wasn't seeing it in the game factor and this is the first time i saw like lamar be lamar
1: yeah, I mean, you know, they paid Brody the bag, so they need him for as many games as they can. You feel me? So the way that, even the way that he rushed the ball, I think he looked very smart while rushing that thing. Like he really, um, he's he's learning like what angles. It looks like it looks like the way that he goes, he knows what angles he doesn't want to get hit at. So he'll be able, he kind of cuts around and dances a little bit and finds a way to keep going because he still gets tackled. It doesn't slide every fucking rush but he's just such a pure rusher and it's so smooth that's why when people be talking about Jalen Hurts is like is um one of the best rushers and I'm like Jalen Hurts Loki isn't even the best rusher in the league right now at quarterback even though he is pretty fucking nice with it but like like you said that, man this niggas pushing his ass cheeks for the first down versus Lamar over here skin swifty doing things in the pocket. Don't get me wrong Jalen Hurts does that shit too I'm just saying like niggas be forgetting about Lamar.
0: Yeah, I think it Hurts is at three behind Allen and Lamar. I think, like, Allen will run through you. Lamar's going to run around you. And then Hurts kind of does a little bit of both. Like, he mer- he merges both a little
1: bit. I think this Hurts squat 730 pounds. Like, that's the legend right now. So, like, he's a
0: motherfucker that's just tough to tap. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah running back legs. hmm
1: But, yeah, I mean, the Ravens fucked the Jaguars up. I will say the Jaguars had a lot of bumblebees. A lot of highlight plays, like the that touchdown to Agnew. There was another um Trevor Lawrence when he um one needed to throw that bitch deep and heat that hope with for a prayer. Like they was coming down with. It, I will say that.
0: Yeah, no, they, highlight plays, but never actually led to points. This is the Jags. They they they're another team. They're, like the Rams, the Jags, and the Lions are all on the same little boat. It's like you're you could lead into the playoffs on a high note. Or you're looking red hot, or you could maybe come into the playoffs. The Rams are in the, the wild card hunt, but they could right now. And they're in the playoff picture, but you could come in on a low note, and it, it's not going to look good.
1: Yeah, I respect it. I mean, they they can try to you can kind of blame it. You you can try to blame it on Trevor North's injury, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, they do need to come. They do need to find some energy to come into the playoffs with.
0: And uh, and they had their fucking throttle on the standings for the play um for the playoffs because they were number one seed don't get me wrong they still are the number one in their division but now they're tied with the texans they're both eight and six they just have the tiebreaker you can't you can't lose now like the texans on your ass like you, you it's not as it's not just your division anymore so there'll be that's gonna be an interesting race to watch
1: Nah, for real. And the next games is against the Panthers and the Titans and Bucks. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: And then our final game on the slate, Monday night. Oh, real quick. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, before we um go, I meant to um bring up the um bro, did you see that Justin Fields that Hail Mary we forgot to like um, with the um, Browns and all um, Oh the
0: Darnell Mooney?
1: Yeah, bro, I was looking at this shit like yo, bro, did he catch that? And the next thing you know, that bitch came out of his hands in
0: a split second, I was like, that's crazy. And then the Bears get the, the Browns get the interception and they made sure that like, yeah, we got another one.
1: Nailed that whole kid. But that shit was crazy. I forgot to bring that up. But um, if he had caught, if he had caught that, I think the entire um, niggas would have had just a different tune about like the Bears this week. And you know, I think that's so funny.
0: Yeah. You, I think you kind of hit on the best work. The Eagles ten and four, all sad. Lions ten and four is all happy. And they always say that like, you win. It's based on your last week's performance. Like if you were to win, all things are good on over there. Like a okay. Even the Giants, they weren't even in the playoff picture, but they were winning with Tommy DeVito, and everyone was like, "Look at the Giants, they're back." But yeah. <laughs> but like you, that week you lose, that whole next week is going to be all about they're dead over there. There it's abysmal. They want motherfuckers fired and then the but the sad the next game is actually about the eagles losing to the seahawks the the sad for right now the seahawks winning 20 to 17 i took the seahawks i dogged them up uh, hopefully y'all listen and uh kev took the eagles this because he thought it was gonna be a bounce back week but eagles once again another loss in a row Jalen hurts two interceptions on the game. Uh, one of them was the game clinching interception, which arguably might be the best interception on the year. That, I don't even know how he got his fucking second foot, and that was that toe tap was ridiculous.
1: And the way he read that fucking play too,
0: like mid air turning his body, and it still somehow finds a way to put the toes in. That's good. He knew where he was on the field. That's smart play right there. Nah, yeah,
1: I love to see him, man. I mean you gotta remember that um this everyone was watching this game and I was watching um this anime movie called Spirited Away at the same time. Cause I was I really thought the Eagles had this like bagged up, secured. They got the first rushing touchdown nice. They got the field goal, okay, cool, going to halftime with the lead. And then next thing though know, they go into the fourth for seventeen and three, everything straight. Okay, Seahawks, the then next the Seahawks get some points. So now it's um 17. They get some points at 17, 13. I'm thinking everything Gucci. Man, Drew Locke throws this bitch up twice. From first the DK. DK cuts it up, right? And the next thing you know, the Eagles feeling themselves. They call man and Drew Locke literally looks at um Jackson. Um I'm not gonna try to say the last name. Jackson says, yo, bro. If it's one on one, I'm giving it to you each time. Safety, safety. Um, I want to say the safety blitz or the safety came down, and it was one on one. Motherfucking Bradbury and um Jackson. Jackson got the step, and Drew Lock placed that ball so nice. And when I look back at those two plays, I was just like, "What the fuck?" You should have seen Payne Manning and Eli Manning on the Manning cast. They were going crazy. So like. There's nothing but not. I don't want to be mad about this game, but I'm just like Eagles did what they could to win. They've been they've showed what they've been doing all year the bare minimum, and they didn't look great. They didn't look good at all, and this is just one of the games that they lost because there's a lot of games like this where they could have lost. And more than anything, Drew Log's post game interview was phenomenal. He was like, "Yo, bro, I got traded here." Every week, I'm kind of on the bench watching these games, and you start to ask yourself. After a while, you start asking the question, like, yo, can I still play in this game? Can I still play in this league? Can I still do this thing? And then he came in last week, and he was like, I think I can do this. And then come in this week and get the win. I want to be mad that I lost my fucking pick, and this is the pick that decided the fucking week for me. But I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm inspired by the way Drew Locke came and won this game. And that's all you want to do in this league. You just want to win again, because winning is so hard.
0: Yeah, and a uh, crazy note was uh, one thing I, in my group chat, they were talking about first touchdown scores. I thought it was going to be DK because I had thought DK was going to go off like 102 touchdowns. Um, But it wasn't DK. It ended up being Hurts. And then right after the Hurts touchdown in the first quarter, they were like, on some wild shit, what do y'all think going to be the last touchdown score? No hesitation, I immediately I said Jackson Smith or Jigba. Just so oh, I don't wow. see, weird gut feeling. I was like, either, I thought it wasn't gonna be a game winning one, but I thought they were just gonna have like the ball, they score again, and DK already got his, so they let Jackson do it. But it ended up being the game winning touchdown, thirty seconds left, and Pete Carroll back against the wall. He's known for as a motivator like that, he, and not an X's and O's type of coach, but a, a motivator of men that gets you to run through a fucking wall. And that's what he's doing with the Seahawks team. They're sitting at seven and seven. Geno Smith hasn't played in a couple of weeks. When he did play, it was banged up because he was trying to force it. Like they're yet they're still sitting at seven and seven. I don't think a lot of people had him at this point being this high. But they're right there in the playoff picture. Another team in the NFC sitting at seven and seven is their their host of the playoffs is still alive.
1: This is crazy. I mean we'll see they can keep on string of wins with the law in school, but I'd love to see the Seahawks play in the
0: playoffs, especially if Dino Smith can come back healthy. Uh, and, oh, I want to bring this up before we head out. This will be one of my uh, final things before we leave. Uh, did you see what James Winston, how, how he walked into the game for the Saints against the Giants? I didn't even know he played. He didn't play. Derek Carr was the player. But James Winston's known as, like, he every every week he's doing something on the sideline, whether it's hyping up a teammate, doing this. Never lets him be in the back of him ever. He comes in this bitch, fitted out, big-ass briefcase, but bedazzled-ass briefcase. Briefcase looked like it cost a couple racks, right? Ooh. They saw him walking in. He a little strut with his briefcase. Apparently, he's one of the leaders on the team when it comes to speaking. So he, in the, in the locker room, pregame, he was, like, telling them, like, I got what's in that briefcase that separates us from greatness. Like, don't worry, guys. What separates us from greatness, I brought it in that fucking briefcase. So now he's going to have one hype. He opens up that fucking briefcase, and there's nothing in there. He goes, nothing fucking separates us from greatness. We're going fucking-
1: to and I I would have blew the fucking Giants out, kid.
0: <laughs> Fucking what? five. I what? I
1: would have blew the fucking Giants right. out. <laughs> Like, before you walk
0: it out, I was like, oh, fucking jumping.
1: Bro, you would have felt, you would have seen the aura coming from us when we walked out. What? That's fine. That's fine. You know, I hate to say But that was fine. I ain't going to lie to you. I do love me some James. I actually found a clip of all his funny moments. And the best one, the funniest one is always the, man, I was actually talking to Coach the other day. And he said, what did he say? Man, he said, "Just be, pre- just be prepared. Just be prepared."
0: <laughs> that natural leader, bro, leader of all, man, bro. I, I enjoyed Jameis Winston to this day, and, and just that, like those little stories I be hearing, I'm like, yeah, I believe every fucking one of them.
1: Right. And never forget the time when he fucking tore his ACL or like Achilles or, or something, and was in the locker room dancing on crutches at the end of the game.
0: The no, one of the other ones was his FSU days, and he got he was part of the people that got suspended and couldn't play the games. He showed up full pad and helmet at the game. They <laughs> had to the to that time. You can't like no, you can't play. He's like, oh me? Oh, I thought you meant like the other game shit. <laughs> <laughs> like James, Mitchell's has always been a funny dude.
1: I'll cry a bit. I'm not. If we had time, I would tell you the behind the scenes story of the leg situation. Since when I was in high school, I met the um athletic director, that was, and that was the, uh, at FSU, and he was telling me everything, and I was like, I would love to tell my homies this. This is a story I kept. Down it's so funny. It is hilarious.
0: We saved that one for another day.
1: Yes, sir. But that's how we come in, man. Damn, totally blitzed. Week 15, Probably ah. We on to the next one.
0: On to the next one. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on Week 15. Let us hear what separates you from greatness. We want to hear it. Yeah, we want to hear it. But I'm Paul Pickle-Winnem. I'm joined with Kevin Water Waterboy Savoy. If y'all didn't know, well, now y'all you know, motherfuckers.